Yesterday we discussed something about debate. Sometimes these debates <coughs> will never finish off. And the correct procedure is that when a person has said something which he thought was the correct view or the correct answer to some issue and somebody else had a different view, said something else. So he presented what he had, but if that was not accepted, then leave it at that and present it later on to some Ustad, some senior, that this is the issue. So what is the correct answer to this? That is the way to resolve it without getting into any issue, without getting into any difficulty. And the very important part in that is that one will save oneself from that nafsaniyat, which becomes commonly the issue when these debates start off. The great personalities also adopted this procedure, despite the fact that they had that clarity in their hearts and minds that they were not doing something for the sake of just the ego. They both were traveling on the ship going for Hajj. And now, en route, they were both very, very academically involved. So on some issue of falsafa, some philosophical point, they started having some discussion. So each one had his manner of explaining it. One explained it in one way, the other had some reply to that. So this went on for a while. So eventually, Hazrat Mawla, he said to Hazrat Mawla, that look, there's no point in <coughs> taking this debate further. This is something which won't finish off because this is a philosophical point. There's no aspect of Quran and Hadith that is involved here. So this is something which is related to how a person can think past it. He will use his mind to break the next person's argument. They'll carry on. We are going to Makkah Mukarramah. The Hadith of Rahmatullah is there. And we will put forward this issue to him and he will resolve it. So Mahdumbuhi Rahmatullah replied and said that the Hadith of Hadith Dadullah he has barely studied the first two or three years of the Alim cause. He hasn't even studied these kitabs of mantik and philosophy. So where are you going to be presenting this to him? So Mahdumbuhi asked him, then what have we put our hands into the hands of Hadith for? So he said, what we put our hands in his hands for, in that matter he is the Imam of the time. In the aspect of Tasawwuf, he is the Imam of the time. This is an aspect of philosophy. It's not necessary that a person who is an Imam of Tasawwuf should know philosophy. He didn't study these kitabs, so he, if he is not well versed in it, it's no problem, it's not an issue. And that is not what we have put our hands in his hands for. So in any case, Nanatul kept quiet, he didn't say anything further, the discussion finished off. They reached Makkah Mukarramah. In the first meeting now, they came, they met as Harisab, they after the introductions and discussions and whatever, then the first majlis started off. In the course of the first majlis, while discussing various aspects, Harisab suddenly started discussing this particular point of falsafa that they were discussing on the ship. And he began discussing it in detail with the terminology that is used in the kitabs. And in those days, these were very high kitabs that used to be taught, Qutbi and whatever else, which we don't even hear the names of the kitabs, let alone study it or see the kitabs. So 
any case, he went into the details of it, and then he started getting into the various different views that go regarding that particular issue. And he says, Baslog, you kehte hai, the point that the Nanati was explaining, he explained that, or Baslog, you kehte hai, explained what Hazrat Ngoyi was saying. And then in that, he then said, Fakir, you kehta hai. I have this view in it, which was basically the conclusion and the last word on the issue. Now, when this whole discussion and this majlis finished off, both of them were surprised. Nanati was obviously very happy because this is what he said, that we will come and present the matter here and it will be concluded. Ngoyi was obviously astonished and he said, really what you said, that's the reality. But he was still very surprised. He was still very surprised that after all, this is something which is done in the very high levels of the kitabs of mantiq and falsafa. And where did the hadith get into all this? So later on, when he was sitting with him, he asked him just in a casual way that do the uh, all the terminologies of mantik and falsafa is the sometimes ilham of this also is this also inspired in a person's heart <coughs> sometimes these things also happen he just said that and dismissed it but now where is the lesson in this the lesson in this is man amila bima alima warrathahullahu ilma ma'alam ya'lam when a person has truly immersed himself in amal of what he has learned, he is conforming his amal to the knowledge that he has acquired. Then the barkat of that amal, the barkat of that taqwa, the barkat of that khashiyat, Allah Ta'ala blesses him with the knowledge that he has not formally acquired. That knowledge which sometimes is not even available in kitabs. Allah Ta'ala blesses his heart with that inspiration, with that knowledge. Now, sometimes it will happen in a very dramatic manner in aspects of things which are terminologies and istilahat and so on. It is not necessary that a person should be familiar with it. But sometimes Allah Ta'ala inspires that as well. But the more important thing is and the more deeper aspect is Allah Ta'ala will inspire his heart with the correct understanding of the Quran and Sunnah and Hadith Sharif. That he will gain that deeper understanding which another person on the surface cannot even fathom that. So this comes on the basis of amal, it comes on the basis of the taqwa, wattaqullah wa yu'allimukumullah. This hadith sharif is the expression of the same message that is in this ayat. That man amila bima alima, the person who will practice on his knowledge, warrathahullahu ilma ma'alam ya'ala. Allah ta'ala